First of all, I have a bucket list. <laughs> okay. Okay. A, a classic bucket list. And of course, one of the things on my bucket list was to have a session with Bashar. So from time to time, I will make lists and I'll be like, okay, things Madison needs to do today. And then things that the universe needs to do for me. So that was one of them. Hey, soul family. I am Madison. And I'm Danielle. And we are the Ascended Sisters. This is a podcast full of love, light, and experiences with the divine beyond the veil. We are going to be answering your questions, bringing through channel messages, and delighting in all things spiritual. So grab your sage, grab your wand, and a cup of tea. Let's get to this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I am Danielle Toronto, and this is... The Ascended Sisters podcast. Hello, queens and kings. This is Madison. We are so excited to be back. I love being on Zoom and staring at this gorgeous soul's face. <laughs> no, it actually makes me so happy. I get so pumped when we get to jump on here and record. It's just so exciting. It makes my day. It just clears my aura. It like charges me. Do you know what I mean? There is something so (laughs) special about connecting with you and connecting with our soul family. I gotta say that just makes me so happy. Like happy is not even the word. It's like delighted, excited, mm, just like delicious, tingly, you know, full of that love and I'm just thrilled. So I'm super excited. Madison, what do you have for us today? Okay. So as you guys have heard in previous episodes, um, I was waiting to have my session with the one and only Bashar, uh, channeled by Daryl Inka. So I, Well, Danielle and I have decided that it would be good to talk about this um, on this episode because a lot of the information is just so useful for everyday life for every single individual. So yeah, I think that we should just get right into it. Yeah. So actually, Madison, I want you to tell us the amazing story about you actually booking the session, because I think that story is one of my absolute favorites. Like I could listen to you tell this story all day long because there are so many synchronicities. There's so much coming together for you. It is like so meant to be and divinely guided from source made this happen. I can't even. So I can't wait. So First of all, I have a bucket list. (laughs) Okay. Okay. A a classic bucket list. And of course, one of the things on my bucket list was to have a session with Bashar. So from time to time, I will make lists and I'll be like, okay, things Madison needs to do today. And then things that the universe needs to do for me. So that was one of them, like set up the session with Bashar. Every time I contacted them, they were, he was completely full as he should be. He is the best channeler ever. Yes. Um, so exquisite, just, uh, yeah, I just love him. So that was on my bucket list. That was on some of my lists and I just kept on getting no's. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, when is this going to be? Am I going to be 40 by the time I get to have a session with my hero? Like what's up with this? So this is around a time when everything just seemed to be falling into place. People were like, messaging me and texting me just being like what is going on like like what is happening for you and I had just started um you know our class with Sean Randall and 
everything was just falling into place so beautifully. It was kind of surreal, really. So around this time, I had put in my phone a reminder to email them because the bookings were opening back up. So I book in, I, I messaged them and I get a response and they were asking which days were working that were going to work for me. And first of all, I just want to say that I saw Daryl's name sign the email and I low key freaked out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm talking to him. I'm talking to him. Oh so cool. my goodness. Like yeah. he's checking his own email. Oh my gosh. No right? way I'm and connecting talking- to this amazing channel right? Yeah. Talking to me right now. Like this is pretty insane. Loved it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I spelled his name wrong and got so in my head for like a week after, but you know, small things. It's okay. Um, so anyways, I'm asking for certain times. I'm like, Oh my God, is this actually going to happen? Like he has free slots. Like this is insane. And he messages me back and he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Everything is completely full the only session I have left is October 14th at 11 a.m those are my angel numbers for anyone that knows me my angel numbers are 411 144 like you name it you know it's that kind of number sequence so I was like well <laughs> of course thank you source thank you for setting this up I appreciate you this is fantastic this is so synchronistic. This is so wonderful. Uh, it felt a little bigger maybe at the time, just because it was like, oh my God, like oh. these are my angel numbers. This is insane. You know? Yeah, of course. It was such a big deal. It was like, oh my gosh, this thing that I've wanted for so long is coming together on my angel numbers. And that's yeah. the only time they have. Oh goodness me. I right. can't, you know, like, let me check that one off the list for the universe. Literally. Thank you. So good to check it off my bucket list. I'm like, okay, now keep it coming. Let's go. Let's go universe. First of all, it was incredible to put that on my list and for the universe to manifest that for me within the year. Once I finally like got it on paper, that was fantastic. So that's a a really quick suggestion for everyone out there who's feeling overwhelmed with stuff that they can't um, seem to get done in their day-to-day life. Make a list. One side, you put things that blank, whatever your name is, I need to do today. And then put a line down the middle and then put things that I want the universe to do for me and just watch the magic play out before your eyes. Wow. I really love that. I've never done that before, actually. And now that you're saying it, I think now, especially for me at this time, it's really busy. There, there are things that I really want for myself, you know, in terms of like space and things like that. So I think it's about time that I work with the universe. The universe needs its own to-do list from me. So thanks, Madison. Of course. Of course. Oh, I am always here to dish out whatever needs to be done. Some spiritual <laughs> wisdom, your spiritual wisdom, your spiritual checklist. I think we need a workbook. Um, who wants a workbook? Um, Raise your own hands about. Uh, maybe we oh. should make a little workbook. Okay. okay. Done. Thanks, yep. Chris, for helping us uh, get there with that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Check. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Okay. That's exciting. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if any of you guys are like on the same page as me. I know Danielle's feeling this as well. Time has been flying the F by, excuse my language, but that there, that's really the only way to describe it. It's just time is flying by. Everything is speeding up. 
And if you are experiencing this, this is a very good sign because it's actually showing that your frequency is increasing. So yes. So if your reality is speeding up, oh baby, like you are on the right path. Ooh, that sounds great. Thanks for that tip. That really makes me actually feel better about what's been going on because in a way it kind of feels a little out of control, which in, uh, which is, it's like, there's a really fine edge to this feeling too fast and then feeling um, kind of like having that control. So I'm really glad you said that, Madison. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. And just a really quick uh, tidbit for anyone that does feel like their life is getting a little out of control. The funny thing is, is you are in control of that feeling of being out of control. So just remember, whenever you are feeling that way, you are in control because you wouldn't be able to have that feeling of not being controlled. You, you know what I'm saying? If you weren't in control. So when I'm having that almost feeling of being out of control and things are moving too fast, something is kind of cascading too far, then I need to remember that I can, can control. I can control my feelings of control. Yes. Absolutely, Danielle. A hundred percent. You go, thanks, girl. Thanks. Yeah, you're a good thanks, student. Madison. You're a good student. <laughs> right. I feel like I just want to be a student of the universe here. Yes. So I love I'm that. It's so it. hot. <laughs> <laughs> so sexy. Ugh. When we first started our channeling class, um, I was all in with this, right? So I was channeling with you or John, whoever in the class, like almost all day all day, every day, meditating all day, every day. Like I literally didn't leave my basement unless it was to like eat or to walk my dog. And even at that time, I like forgot about eating a lot of the time because I was so invested. I was just downstairs meditating. And I think I dropped like 10 pounds when I left my job and started channeling. I've gained it back, but <laughs> um, same, yeah, I same. Crazy. I was just... <laughs> We go through phases also. Like there's times when I'm doing more energetic work and I feel like I need to eat more. I also go to the gym every day. So, you know, I'm I'm also just learning to love my body. Yeah, I have to say that I had a very similar experience during that whole process of starting our journey with Sean Randall, channeling, learning about our spirit guides, really doing a lot of meditation constantly. Um, there was something about what we were consuming with our in our bodies and putting in our bodies that was changing the frequency that we were experiencing it. So a lot of the foods that I was eating were just mostly raw vegetables, raw, right. everything. It was a lot of like high fat stuff as well. That was really the thing that I was mixing with. So I was, I would make salads with like tahini over it all yes. the time. There was yes. nothing else that would sustain me as much as that incredible salad. Huge, by the way, we're, oh, we're talking like one little leaf over here. We're, no, talking, we're talking, oh yeah, salad big salads. Our heads. Oh yeah. <laughs> or and bigger or and, and, um, that was just something that I also really noticed. So yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up because there are some cycles. I mean, there are cycles and phases, especially about what we're eating during this process that I think is really interesting. Learning to love yourself through the change because, you know, we constantly are changing what our body needs changes constantly. I notice I'm always in flux of like 10 pounds. Like I'm either 10 pounds over 
10 pounds under, like I'm kind of, it just changes all throughout the year. So I'm like learning to be okay with that change. And just remember, like, sometimes you need more, sometimes you need less. And to listen to your body is you're, you're truly giving yourself a tr- like a gift. And I'm right there with you with that 10 plus minus yeah. in the summer. I'm just like all in that raw vibe, you know, oh, yeah. and then Smoothies. I mean, winter and you're up there in Canada there. So, I mean, just when it's getting chilly out, I mean, there is nothing better than like a roasted potato, something oh, real hearty with some butter, dare I say? I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I like ghee. I, I do like ghee. Yeah. Um, but I basically am a potato. Like I eat potatoes all day long, a really great grounding yet, um, purifying thing that you can put into your body. First thing in the morning is steamed potatoes because there's zero fat in them. It's so good for your liver. It keeps you nice and warm rather than having like a bagel or two pieces of toast or something, right? Having two steamed potatoes with a side of your favorite fruit. So for me, it's grapes is the perfect balance because you're getting that groundedness first thing in the morning. You've just been traveling out of your body for eight hours or however long you sleep. And then you're also getting that detoxification from the fruit as well. That's giving life to your liver as well. So are the potatoes, the Elysian potatoes is off the charts. Um, So yeah, just a quick little breakfast tip. It's been making me feel really good. Madison, I was just going to call you Samantha, which is hilarious. Oh my God. My friend just did that to me the other day. She was said that she was, she, okay, really quick. We were getting to the dog park and she was in her mind playing out a scenario that could have happened. And she introduced me to the person in her mind as Samantha. And she had, no, no, no. The craziest part is she has no idea about my Samantha. Okay. (laughs) So I am losing my mind being like, wait, you almost introduced me as Samantha. She's like, yeah, I have no clue why. And I'm like, well, I know why. You're like, oh, I have some thoughts that we could talk about later. Yes. Yes. So serious. Oh my gosh. I just love the fact that Arthur for me is coming through like, all the time he's just everywhere he was like we were looking at some auctions online and there was a teapot named arthur it was like an arthur teapot number 13 and then um one of the guys that i scheduled like some quickbooks like uh conference with on friday morning his last name is arthurton Oh, love it. Oh yeah. Love it. I want to know what your first question was that you asked Bashar in this reading. Okay. So to quickly backtrack though, just to kind of lead up to here where I was going with the time is moving so fast. I had all of this time to prepare and then it was here so quick. So then my grandmother, you know, I was spending so much time with her And there were times when she was sleeping, I could have been writing down questions, but I just wanted to like be there, be present. And then the summer seemed to go by so fast. And so I'm preparing two days before my session with Bashar. And I'm like, oh my God, Madison, your brain is so funny. But it actually worked out great because now I was able to ask him questions that I'm just, I'm having troubles with in my life now. And they're not just like these you know, technical questions about technologies or whatever, which, I mean, if that's what you want to ask him, that's totally fair. But for me, I want to learn how to get to that next step, right? So of course, everyone who's tuned into here knows that my passion is channeling. So what is my first question? How can I be the best channel that I can be? Amen. Amen, sister. Yes. Yes. 
I mean, I kind of felt like I, I kind of knew what his response was going to be. And it, it was exactly what I thought for anyone out there who is doing channeling or work or psychic work or whatever. The thing is, is you have to remember that everything takes practice. Everything takes practice. It's really important to allow yourself that time to grow into that person and not to feel like you have to be patient to be that person because you are where you're meant to be at that time. I wasn't meant to wake up and channel before I started to. So basically he was like, you know, keep practicing, just keep practicing. And I was like, well, you know, Bashar, I want to be more like you. Like Daryl goes to sleep, you come through. It seems like there's like less of a filter. And he's like, no, Daryl's still a conscious channel. And all of you are because every generation is becoming more conscious. You don't need to go under in order to bring this information through because you're already at that level. So now you're just creating that radio like frequency merging with your unseen friend. And really that's, that's all there is to it. Like just keep practicing, allow yourself to enter that gamma frequency by doing what you love. You, it could be cooking, it could be drawing, it could be painting, whatever it is. For me, it just happens to be channeling. I mean, also photography, jewelry, painting, absolutely love it, playing with my animal. But yeah, so just keep doing what you love, enter that gamma frequency because it's so healthy for your brain to tap into that frequency. It's like beyond useful. I definitely resonate uh, really deeply with that because I feel the same way about everything. I could not agree more with what Bashar just said. Really, it's anything, you know, you want to practice driving a car, you want to get better, you know, when you're 16, you're like, I need to drive this car. Well, you go to school, you practice driving, you have a ton of time behind the wheel before you get out there. Isn't channeling and meditation and everything the same process? I think it's just so interesting that once you understand what the process is, is that all you have to do is copy and paste. Really? You want to get better at anything for yourself. It's copy and paste. Once you know how to master one thing, you just take that skill set and that practice that you've developed and put it over here and put it over here. And the reason why I think that I've gotten to the place just like you have in channeling is because I've also gotten to the place where I've gotten to in music and violin in the same way of that constant practicing, listening, feedback, and growing that same way. I asked, why the heck am I so drawn to you? Out of all of the channels, like, why am I so drawn to you? And I think this is important for everyone listening, because if you're tuning into this, you're most likely familiar with his vibration, his frequency as well. And you're talking about Bashar, right? So why? So the question was, why am I so drawn to you, Bashar? Why am I so drawn to your information, your energy, just receiving everything that you are creating here, right? Right, exactly. Because there's so many channels. So like, why you basically, right? So they did talk, Bashar did talk about the hybridization program. I talked about how I was aware of the seven beings that I'm connected to. And he said, yes, those seven beings have the highest amount of your DNA. Um, However, for you in particular, there is many, many more. I'm like, okay, that's all I need to hear for now. That's a lot to digest. It really is, right? So those seven were the ones that I had the most, that have most, the most DNA 
um, as well as we have like energetic contracts for things that we want to do together. So I decided I could have asked more about that, but I was like, nope, I want to channel on that. I want to get that information. Can you just touch briefly and recap for people that don't know or haven't quite heard what the hybridization program is? So basically the hybridization program is here for our benefit because there will be first contact, there already has been first contact, but there will be contact, you know, they will be coming down and that whole exciting situation. The hybridization program started because the greys were no longer able to procreate because they went so far into the technology realm and kind of lost their ability to connect with their emotions. So they needed us in order to continue on because they couldn't procreate. So on a higher level, us human beings, most of our most of us human beings, um, obviously not everyone, decided to help out. So we offered up our DNA. That's why a lot of people have these quote unquote abduction, but they're not abduction experiences. You are choosing these experiences. I just want to say that may be hard to hear, but sit with that because it's the truth. Um, So yeah, so I obviously chose very excited. I was like, oh, I'm down to be a part of this. So now these beings, um, they're looked after by the Yael. I had a dream about the Yael and I just, I knew that was connected to um, the hybridization connection. So basically these beings, the hybrid children will be the first beings to land on our planet because they're a mix between their frequency and our frequency. They don't look as weird they are from us. So we are more loving towards that whole situation. So just summing it up, that's basically it. There's so much more to it, but um, yeah, that's basically that. Those, um, those beings, I mean, we're all like beings that they're already here um, and that we are interacting with them anyway. It's just not, luckily, maybe we haven't put them as that label um, on society, we, maybe we've used different labels, um, just because, uh, I have some certain opinions about, um, that hybridization program and how we are already interacting with that, um, through, um, through certain people, kinds of people that, um, we interact with now. So I like that. I have, I have a lot of information about that too, that I would love to explore with you. And another quick thing here too, with this question, another reason why I thought it would be good for everyone to hear is first of all, a lot of people have hybrid or hybrid children that don't know. Second of all, um, he said, you're drawn to me because of the hybridization program. However, also because we have a lot of the same ET connections. So Anyone that's listening to us perhaps has the same type of ET guides, connections. So if you guys have any questions about that, you can always hit us up on Instagram or through our email. We love chatting with all of you, our soul family. So yeah, I just thought that was, you know, a cool, a cool answer to get another confirmation. So Madison, what was your next question that you thought was appropriate to share with everyone here? So the next question, I'm going to leave out some details. It's a little bit personal. However, the answer was so deep that I felt that I needed to bring this up. When I was a young girl, very young, way too young for anyone to, no age anyone should experience this. However, something happened and it was, it was traumatizing. And I 
didn't know who to talk to. I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone because of the things that the other person was saying to me. You know, you're, you're in a state of confusion. You're super young. You don't, you don't know what to do. So I ended up keeping this to myself until a couple of years ago. I always wondered, like, why did I keep it to myself? Like, I know my mom would have been there for me. I, you know, a tough thing for mom to hear or dad to hear or anyone that loves you, but I know they would have been there for me. So like, why did I choose to keep this to myself for so long? And basically what Bashar said is anyone that's like kind of dealing with something that doesn't feel like they can express it to someone, perhaps one of the reasons is because you're exploring self-empowerment. So you want to figure out something on your own. You want to learn how to become independent. You want to be able to be self-sufficient in this reality. And based on my personality and some of the themes that I came here to explore, that is why I put that on my path. And in some way, it will become clear through the next couple of questions. I'm still exploring the state of victimization. However, that is something that I wanted to release through this experience was just being able to explore it on my own. So another thing he talks about, because I was like, okay, fair enough. But I've also experienced other really crappy things in my reality. So why did I choose so many different things to like springboard me into this fuller state of consciousness? Because he said also, you know, it did it help you move forward and dive deep and want to learn more. And I was like, well, of course, but so did X, Y, and Z, you know, another thing that came out of this situation that happened was developing a mental disorder for anyone that is familiar with BFRBs are called body focused, repetitive behaviors. And luckily I can say now I'm just kind of experiencing you know, experiencing the aftermath of it. Um, my whole life, I dealt with something called trickle ticket mania, which is actually like the pulling out of your own hair. For a lot of my life, I didn't have a full head of hair. I'm so happy to say that now I do. Oh, it's so exciting. Yes, Madison, such growth, literally. Oh, such progress. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, had no, to. 100%. But you know, as a woman, like, everyone wants to have a full head of hair, you know, like, it's just, it's something that was really tough for me. And this stemmed from the event that happened. Basically what Bashar said was that it was a sense of comforting myself, but on a deeper level, I came here to explore the idea of the divine feminine being victimized so, you know, in society, it's pretty prevalent that, you know, women are victims in some sort of way. And as one of my life themes, I came here to kind of release that from my consciousness. Don't equate femininity with victimization. You know, we, we don't, we see that it's not serving us anymore. So a lot of us are doing the best we can to take our power back. You know, I, being completely honest, I didn't really ever understand feminism the way that I do now because I was like, well, we're all equal though. You know, we're all equal. We're all equal. Right. right. Yeah. Are we all equal? Mm, yeah. There is a difference. There. there is, there is. And I just, I really got that in the session, which actually gave me some, I don't know. It just, it was like a weight off my shoulders. Really. It, it truly was. So another thing that came up here that I'm, you know, it's just coming through for me is 
within these last two questions, the idea of the rubber band analogy is huge for me in my life. So through some of these difficult situations, I allowed it to propel me to be the best, best version of myself. And I decided that I wasn't going to let it define me or take over my life. I was like, no, I'm taking my power back. I deserve to be in this state of why the fuck is my neighbor coming up to my house right now? Ooh. Okay, we may need to just maybe a pause. Okay. We may we need, that's to, okay. we may need to do a pause. I'm so sorry. All right, that's okay. Um yeah, we need to do a pause. Okay. okay. All right, pause. Oh, yeah, perfect. I'll be right back. We're back. All right, we're back. We're back. We had a little we're back. We're <laughs> life, life going on, you know, some crazy signs. Like, I wonder what that means. That bigger picture. I know. Yeah. I know. I wonder too. So if anyone's curious, <laughs> I haven't even told him yet. So this is funny. Um, yeah, my neighbor, I see my neighbor walking up and my grandma's necklace just broke again. So I actually needed to contact him. So it was just perfect. I just gave him the necklace um, again. And so I'm like, Danielle and I are recording. I'm in the flow. And then I see my wonderful neighbor start walking up and I'm like, what is he doing? What is he doing? And then he continues to tell me that there was a gentleman trying to break into my boyfriend's truck last night at 2.30 in the morning with one of those like big, like sledger. Like crowbar something? Um, oh my God. Yeah, and my neighbor is so unreal. Like he chased this guy off and this guy went through my fence. <laughs> like what? Okay, interesting. So that's why it's broken. All um, right. Oh, oh, you didn't know? Well, no, like it's one of the panels has been off for a bit. Um, yeah. And I, I think now it's because that's a pretty good escape route for people. So, yeah, I'll have to uh, tell Andrew. About All this. Right. <laughs> ah, hey, we'll Andrew. We'll yeah, see we'll, come, feel. we'll see. But yeah, to get back, basically, I don't know what I was talking about before because that just kind of threw me for a loop. So let's just go to our next question. Okay. Let's just keep going on those questions. Okay. Yeah. So this is super important for everyone to hear because um, I know I've said it on the podcast before, but I'm going to say it again. So Bashar's formula is following or taking action on your passion to the best of your ability with no insistence of the outcome, always staying in a positive state and always evaluating your belief systems with the utmost attention while you're in that process. And in order for this process to work for you, for the toolkit to work for you, you need to follow it with precision. And I think after the session, I was just feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And I think that was one of the main things is, oh my gosh, like you, there's no room for error in this formula. So I was saying to Bashar, oh, you know, like stuff has been kind of getting in the way of me following the formula to the best of the ability. And he pipes in and he's like, no, 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 no. That is the formula. When things come up, you like, that is your highest excitement to figure these things out. Because if you are following your passion and all these things are coming up, 
that is showing you what needs to be integrated, what needs to be looked at. And then so important. This is like the most important thing ever. So if you don't stay in a positive state, you're dipping your vibration. So then you actually can't even get the answer you are looking for because you are no longer on that frequency. So you have to stay in that positive state. You have to stay with that positive outlook. You have to look at everything before you happening to you, whatever, as a part of the toolkit, as a part of your excitement for you to be able to integrate what is happening properly and to be able to move to that next stage of the game, truly. So I think that's so important for everyone to hear. Yeah, I think that exactly. So I like to frame it in whatever I should be learning from this experience. I want to be in the highest vibrational receiving mode in order to receive the message about what I am learning in order to keep learning and move on to the next thing that I want to be learning or experiencing as well, because those two things are deeply entwined, right? Intertwined. So for me, it's like, okay, well, I had this maybe dip in vibration, something happened that I wasn't too keen on, or I feel like, you know, why is this happening? Right. I want to know more. Why is this happening? And then it's important to get into that receiving mode, that vibrational state in order to then process and receive the information and the learning that needs to be done about that thing in order to, like you said, integrate it, receive it in process it right everywhere physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Yes. And it is important to remember that you're integrating whatever is happening on all levels. As you just spoke, that's a huge thing. You can't just do it emotionally. You can't just do it through your body. You have to bring all of them together in order for you to work as a co-creative unit together. Yeah. Well, because if you don't do all of them, you get hung up on, on one or the other, that one that you didn't take with you, well, guess where that's going to be for the whole time. It's going to be stuck back there with that thing. Right. And this is actually what we're talking about before a little break, like, is that trauma? If we, if it's not possible to integrate it all the way fully for each part of ourselves, and I believe there's four, right. Emotionally, physically, Mm -hmm. spiritually, and then like spiritually. Yeah. 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 uh, Um. (laughs) Mentally, physically, (laughs) um, We're going to have to, yeah, we're going to have to edit that. Well, there's the four, right? It's the unconscious, conscious, subconscious, and then well, super conscious. Yeah. So kind of all four of those relate to all four of our states of being that we can process, you know, consciously in a way. Yeah. If we leave one of those behind, then, you know, you're, you're dragging some, some baggage with you. That's how you can feel everyone's baggage all the time. They haven't worked out their emotional stuff. They haven't worked out their physical stuff. They have issues with their body. Well, you haven't worked something out. Right. And, and I think that's really a profound message from him about that integration with everything, that wholeness, that real wholesome Mm -hmm. development um, and growth in all facets. I'm kind of seeing it as like this ball moving forward instead of just little pieces, you know, it's, it's all together. It's complete integration. So, yeah, I think 
it's just important to remember for everyone listening that even when you think something's coming up and it's hindering you, that's just a belief system. It's coming up to serve you. It's on you to figure out how it's serving you and why it came up and why you put that on your path. Because again, you did. It's really important for us to start understanding the authority that we have over our lives and over our experiences and leaving the state of victimhood behind because it no longer is playing a part in our story. We are rewriting our story and we are, it's like the hero's journey, right? That's, that's just what it is. We're all here for our own hero's journey. Yeah. And I don't think we have to hold on to any shame that we feel you know, shame and guilt are such strong and powerful emotions that really dictate how we process and kind of get through to those lessons, right? It's like, here's the experience. And then in the way of that is the shame and guilt that blocks us from experiencing and getting to the lesson, right? Mm -hmm. So it's so important to move through that shame, guilt, that victimization that you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. In order to get to that lesson. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So I, I feel like whatever, if there's something that's coming up for you, there's something coming up for me too, right now with this, you know, we all have to work on, we all have these levels, right? Still yeah, that the we're, shadow is the shadow's there. real. There, there's so many things because we are physical, you know, human beings, physical beings here. And for now, for now, for right now, <laughs> And, um, there's still stuff coming up. So this is a great reminder for me on how to work through things. So Madison, I really thank you for that, bringing this up and talking to Bashar about it and getting his formula. Absolutely. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. So the next question that I thought would be great for the listeners to hear, cause it's very simple. And some people would be like, you actually took time out of your very expensive session to ask this, but it's something that is important to me because at the same time I was led to Bashar, I was led to medical medium, the Anthony William, the medical medium. I'm the type of person that's like a hundred percent on board when I find out about something or just, I'm just a very like all in type of person and I'm learning to cultivate balance. However, I also am learning to love that about myself. I just jump in with both feet And I'm starting to be like, damn, that's attractive because I just go for it, you know? So something that I've always thought about ever, like it's easy for me to cut out a lot of the things that medical medium talks about cutting out. Uh, Of course, I'm a human being. So if I'm like out for breakfast, like I'm not limiting myself completely. Like there's a lot of people who you know, I've adopted this lifestyle and will not stray from it. But I think, again, balance is really important unless you're like chronically sick and you have cancer or something, then just go for it. Like who cares about going out for dinner or whatever, just do what you need to do. But so what medical medium says is cut out eggs, cut out dairy, cut out gluten, cut out soy, cut out corn and pork products. The number one thing on that list though that I haven't said yet, which was the hardest thing for me was coffee. Because I have this ritual that I have with coffee in the morning. You know, I get up, I drink my water. I like to have my coffee. I like to do some business stuff first thing in the morning. 
it's weird because I've always liked it. You know how some people like don't like it and they need to like convince themselves it's good, but then get addicted. I've always loved it. Like I've always just thought it was the most delicious thing. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because I feel like a lot of people are very hard on themselves about their diets. And what's coming up again is balance, the idea of balance and remembering that you are a physical being. Bashar was saying, you know, you're, you are here to experience life. And as long as you're not overdoing anything, it truly can't harm you unless you've attached definitions to that. So he suggested, suggested that I look into the definitions of what I think coffee is doing to me. And to just release some of the ideas for now that medical medium has said, just until I get to the point where, you know, it's easy for me to give up because that's what my highest excitement has led me to. But for now, my excitement is still this. So make peace with the choices. This is the most important thing that he said, which was so satisfying to hear. He was like, how do you expect to drop something if you're using force? because you're forcing it into your life if you're using force. And I was like, well, no wonder it's been tough because there were times when I was able to let go of it for like a month or whatever. And then I'm like, but I actually just like the friggin' taste. Like it's not even so much the caffeine, you know, it's just the taste of it. So don't do things with force in your reality that you're trying to let go because it's just going to make them stick on and hold on for dear life. Yeah, it really does. And something the thing that resonated most with what you just said was that you like it. You I know, enjoy I it. I and you know I what? Do. I think there could be something that there, I think what you said, there's two sides to coffee, right? There's mm-hmm. the people who need it. Right. That don't like it. They need it. And then right. there's the people who want it and who enjoy yes. it. And don't you think all of the messages that he talks about is about enjoying what we're doing here, enjoying those things that we have. And what you just said was the same thing. Enjoy those things. Yes, absolutely. And do a little alchemization of your coffee before you ingest it. Say a little, you know, do do the classic rub your palms together, get that chi going, recalibrate your coffee. You have the power to do these things. You have the power to change your water with your own voice. Dr. Emoto's what was it? Um, His experiment with water where he said different words over the water is life-changing, absolutely life-changing. You can put your water on charging stations. You can put crystals in your water, whatever you want to do. Just sing a little song to your coffee. Sing a little song to your water when you wake up. You know, that's what they say about gardens too, don't they? Is they're like, you sing to your gardens and you sing to your plants and they're super happy and they fruit more. And yes. And people who aren't even spiritual know that about plants. So it's like, okay, so then If you think that I'm one of those weird spiritual individuals, just put that into perspective. So you talk to your plants and you actually see that it helps. Why can't I talk to my food and my water and myself and it like, and it not be weird. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but it's so interesting because you can actually see the progress of consciousness expanding from what you just said. Your response was very exciting. Thank you for that. That was, oh, that was juicy. That was good. I have two more questions that I want to talk about that I think are just really important. Again, just general things for our audience to be hearing about. 
the first one that I will talk about um, is your life themes. Because so many people want to know, what are the themes I came here to explore? And to be honest, it's funny because I think Bashar could just like, he was just kind of like, okay, well, you're a channel, like you do the work too, right? Because I was, I know with a lot of people, he's told them, these are your life themes, but I was like, okay, let's explore my life themes. And then he's like, you explore your life themes. You're more than capable of doing it. And I'll tell you how. So basically for anyone who is listening, who is like, Ooh, I want to know what I came here to explore. It is the things that keep reoccurring in your reality that are giving you a hard time. So if you are having a hard time with money, that is something you came here to explore. If you're having a hard time with food or addiction, that's something you came here to explore. And perhaps maybe you'll just become a master at it and do that as your life's work, because that's one of the things you came here to explore. So you actually have all the tools that you need in order to unlock the wisdom within you. You just have to, again, reevaluate your definitions so that you can tap into the other side of what it's trying to offer you. I absolutely love that. Holy cannoli. Jeez, Madison. Holy cannoli. <laughs> Holy I cannoli. That. I mean, ah. if we start reframing those things that are giving us a hard time about as our life's purpose for understanding, wow. I mean, that just, that literally changes every second of my day then. Yeah. It's really all about perspective and it's it's pretty wild to think that our own lenses can shape everything in our reality. That's why it's so good to stay open and I'm so grateful for the idea. I remember going back to like believing and stuff like that coming into my reality this year is just like allowing things to just be what they are and being open and trying to break down that filter and that lens so that there's more opportunity that can come to you for you, for your highest good serve you on your path which then in turns helps everyone else and then we're just raising the collective consciousness casually over here that's really beautiful so another life theme um potentially could be like relationships like you have a lot of trouble with relationships and perhaps you know you can do some inner work some reflective work on maybe what's causing these relationships to go sideways so that was actually the question my last uh, question that I asked Bashar was about relationships because, you know, like <laughs> now being in a relationship again, after so many years, there is so much excitement. And then there's this like small amount of like fear that comes up being like, Oh, you know, I don't want to lose this person. Yeah. Am I going to mess it up? you know, I, 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 I'm no longer with these other people, these other relationships, but I really like this one. What's going to happen now. Right. Like now everything is so clear. Even when, before this relationship, it was so clear to me that I wasn't meant to be with those individuals, but then this person comes into your life and you're like, well, now I know why, like, you know, you're just like, Oh, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. So that fear comes up and you know, even though there's no reason really to fear like false evidence appearing real, I'm a human being and, you know, we're emotional. There's something, there's like two things that I'm really seeing here is that for me in my relationships, it's always been about choice. I've wanted to stay in this relationship. I wanted right. to make this work no matter what. And mm -hmm. don't we think that that's really what marriage is? Do you know what I mean? Like, 
you be with that person, no matter what through good times and bad through sickness and health through like all of the, through richer, through poorer, all of those vows really signify that unconditional love in that relationship with that person that you are choosing that you want to be with. And again, it's want not needing, right? I think I was having a conversation with conversation with one of my best friends and he's a guy. So you would think that maybe there'd be a different perspective. And I was saying to him, like, I don't want anyone to need me. I want people, like, I want someone to want me and I want that to be reciprocated. Right. It's, it's kind of icky when you get into that word need, because then that desire shifts the, the the dynamic of the relationship shifts but he was saying he's like no I want someone to need me and I was like well there's a lot of stuff to break down here there's a lot of layers as to why you know he's gone through a lot a lot of loss just such a tender loving soul but I think through me being single for so many years and doing my own thing I really got good at doing things myself And there is, you know, that toxic um, independence that's kind of going on right now where it's like, I don't need a man. Well, no, but it's also nice. It's so nice to have someone to share things with and to just have a conversation with at like the end of the day and to just be in love is it's the most delicious feeling. And I think a lot of women are just, you know, kind of fighting this stigma that's going around, which is making it again with what Bashar said, that force it's making it more exposed and it's becoming something toxic because we are human beings. We are meant to be in relationships. We are meant to be in love. We are meant to share this experience with someone, you know, your friend, they're so close to that idea of wanting to be wanted and what you're looking for. Um, and some people just aren't there yet. Right. 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 They haven't gotten that far. They still want that needing instead of the wanting. Right. So exactly. And that's okay for them. I think that's where their lesson is. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we've all been with people who like needed us. Right. Right. And then once we were with them, we were like, oh, I don't want this. I don't want people to, I don't want this person to need me because then what does that do to me? Right. You're making this face of like, Ooh, it's, it's a very, it's it's a little girl, you know, but some people, some people want that they want the needing. Right. Um, and I believe that there's a lot of work to be done there, um, just for themselves. Right. If, if, if that's what they're like wanting, then there's something not fully formed about themselves that they are needing someone else to do something for them, to fill in that piece for them. Um, and I think there's a lot of self-love that needs to come in, um, in order to be able to want someone, you know, have that wanting instead of the needing, that's where I feel the yes. missing pieces. Yes. And also, so this is basically like Bashar's answer to me bringing up that like small bit of fear coming up. Um, and this is what just tailing off of what you just said. I feel like when you need someone, 
the attraction has again it's shifted so it's a different vibe but when you want someone and when you want to add to their life the vibe is so pure it's so pure and what Bashar said was how strong your attraction is is the way that the universe is showing how important they are in your life so I don't know why it was so simple, but it made so much sense to me Medicine. when you said that. And it can you made say me that, feel so good. Can you say that one more time for everyone? Yes. So how strong your attraction is with that person is the universe's way of showing you how important they are in your life. Wow. Right? Yes. So simple. So beautiful. And And that really gets to the heart of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like people, there's people who, you know, like try and fight off that attraction because they don't want to be, you know, like they don't want to give away their power in the relationship, but really just remember guys, like you just need to be super authentic about what you're feeling, how you're feeling, when you're feeling it. It doesn't matter if it's one, two, three, five months in, seven years in, whatever, you know, like it's important for you to be authentic and bring that authenticity into your relationship. Because if you're not doing that, then again, the vibe is going to shift and that attraction is going to diminish, but it doesn't need to that what is it called? Oh, the honeymoon stage. People are always talking about the honeymoon stage. That doesn't need to go away. There's a book by Dr. Bruce Lipton called, I'm pretty sure the honeymoon effect and everyone go read it. Like that, that doesn't need to go away. Truly. Again, you are in control of these things happening in your reality and the way that you're moving through your relationships and even the relationship with yourself you know, it's, it's truly important to keep that zest for life, zest for passion, zest for love and sensuality in your life. Like, why would you want to live without that? Just because you've been married in that, you know, like it doesn't have, you know, that it needs to change and you're not as attracted to each other and you're having sex like twice a week or twice a month or twice a year. Like that doesn't need to be your reality. You are in control of that once again, but you need to like get down and dirty with yourself and be authentic about who you are, what you are, why you are the way you are, your why for life so that you can show up and be the best for your partner and vice versa. All right, Madison, what is the last question that you have there from Bashar? I, I'll talk about this just because I think that, uh, you know, everyone here that's listening has lost someone in some way. Maybe even if it's indirectly, everyone knows about someone passing relatively close to them. So as all of you who've been tuning in know that I was very, very close with my grandmother and um just recently the last couple weeks it was hitting me the hardest finally it was settling in and um wasn't great but I mean also was very there for it like ready willing and able to do all the integrating that I needed to process it so I did ask about my grandma um she seemed uncomfortable when she was passing and he did unfortunately had some answers that I 
kind of would have loved to hear a different answer. However, I kind of knew on some level that she wasn't comfortable. However, if this gives anyone peace of mind, um, once they kind of understand what's happening, they are greeted by beings and they're kind of helped with how to um, outer body travel, basically. So there were times when it was just her physical body that was reacting to something, but she wasn't actually present to feel the pain, which is very comforting to know. Um, so she was able to, you know, kind of travel the cosmos a bit before actually crossing over. And then one thing that I asked about um, to Bashar was, you know, just like, how can I, as a channel, like I'm connecting to her, I'm getting messages, but point blank, like what's, what's the easiest, best way to connect with her? Like just from your perspective. So anywhere that your loved one was or had a huge passion for, for my grandma, it was cooking. She was an avid cook. That was her love language. She loved to show her love through cooking. And he said that she's very present with me while I'm cooking. And then is actually giving me some like tips and tricks of like, you know, what to, what to cook. So whatever your loved one was into, whatever their passion was, you know, to just tap into that frequency. If you're truly not intrigued by what their passion was at all, you can invite them in while you're doing something that you're extremely passionate about. Ask them to kind of get a little bit familiar with it on the other side, seek out some help from other beings. So that when you're in that state, you're a you're less resistant, right? Because you're entering that gamma frequency, you're in that flow, you're in you're in that flow, point blank. So just be mindful of the ego thoughts versus the downloads, because ego thoughts are usually something that you you feel within your body. There's not truth to it. You know, the download is. Okay, that felt like a download. And you'll know this. It, it may take some practice over time, but it's not as complicated as you think. And just be open and aware for signs from the universe because synchronicity is always bringing you what you need when you need it. But again, it's it's up to you to be in that vibration to see what's being presented to you. Exactly. And I think that whenever we do tune in to our loved ones in that way, that we are able to feel them with us. We, we know. Mm -hmm. So when we have that knowing some people kind of brush it off and say, you know, that the ego, like what you were saying gets in the way and is like, Oh no, that's not possible. That's not them. That's not, that's something else. Right. That's me just like thinking whatever. Oh, that's a coincidence. Right. Actually, no, really. And that's what you're saying. That download of feeling them or thinking about them or smelling, sensing, right? All of those um, things that we talked about in those early episodes, that receiving of information is real. So it really is them in that non-physical way, expressing their love and connection to you in that moment. So taking that sign and really taking it for what it is. It's their love connecting with you, saying hi, saying hello. You're, I know you're thinking about me. I'm thinking about you, right? That's also something that they do on that other yeah. side. 
is there are moments when they're able to peer through and see what's going on and connect with you. And those moments are that that's really real. That is take those really integrate those and, and just enjoy them. Two little examples here that I think will be really helpful for the listeners. So um, when I was in high school, one of my best friends, uh, his name was Robin. We hung out all the time. Our, the girls were friends with the guys, you know, we hung out every weekend. We hung out at school all the time. And uh, a year after high school, unfortunately he passed away and it was really, really heartbreaking um, for everyone involved, of course. But it's interesting because as time has gone by, I've been able to differentiate me thinking about him versus him coming through because there's been enough time that's gone by now where all of a sudden I'm thinking about Robin and I know that it's him communicating with me because at the beginning, you know, you're thinking about them a lot. You're not too sure. But now I know it's him being like, hey, I'm here. And it's so nice. He'll randomly show up in my dreams and I'll give him the biggest hug. And I'm always like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. It just makes, oh, I'm so happy even thinking about that right now. So when you're thinking about someone and it comes out of nowhere, that being is thinking about you and they're connecting with you in that moment. And don't discredit that. Don't discredit yourself and don't discredit their abilities of being able to do that and desiring to do that. You're worthy enough to have those moments. Yeah. You're really worthy enough to receive their love from the other side. A hundred percent. And so when this experience happened for my mother that I'm going to talk about here really quick, it was insane. And I know that she wouldn't mind um, me talking about it here on the podcast, but it's funny because she hasn't told many other people, especially my dad, because he's just, you know, he knows what I do, but he's just your typical like businessman that's, (laughs) he gets a little awkward in these conversations. He's not too sure about what he believes yet or anything, which is totally fair and fine. Uh, And even a couple of years ago, my mom didn't. So to now see how much she's grown. It floors me. This woman is the most perfect angelic being on this planet, just always helping everyone that she possibly can, always opening up to more, always expanding. She's just a light in my life that I can't even describe. But so she was sitting down, she was reading a book. My dad was at hockey and this is very recently. And all of the sudden, and this is for someone that didn't even want me doing mediumship courses a couple of years ago, let alone channeling. And now she's fully on board. She felt my grandmother come over her when she was reading her book so strongly that it literally jolted my mom out of like that state of reading. And she was a little bit overwhelmed And then as soon as she understood what was happening, she's like, no, 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 come back, mama. Like, come back, come back, come back. I'm here. But it was such an intense vibration of love that it was overwhelming to my mother. And for a little bit, she thought to herself, did I just imagine that? And then she's like, how could I have imagined that? That was straight up the craziest experience. You know, my mom doesn't like drink or of course do any drugs or anything. She's completely sober drinking her tea and has this transformational experience. And I mean, to be honest, I was a little jealous at the time. So I'm like, oh, I haven't felt that with grandma yet, but I have other ways of feeling her. Right. 
So I think she just knew my mom like needed that, that confirmation of like, she's okay. I'm here. I'm loving you. And I can still come through and be with you whenever possible. So just for the listeners here, like just keep an open mind. If it hasn't happened for you yet, it will put your intention out there, write it down, you know, intentionally connect with this being and see what happens. I think it also was a moment for her to be able to connect with you more like your mom, do you yes. know what I mean? Because yes. it really, yes. your grandmother was really making sure that she understood what you have been doing and working with the power and the it. power and how much meaning it really brings yes. to our lives here. Right. And Absolutely. how it can transform. Yeah. And it's always through that love. That's what you said. She was experiencing that love. So that love from her, from that other side brought through her has now connected back to you. It's such a gift to be able to do what we do. And I know that the planet is awakening, but you know, for the majority of people, not quite there yet. There is a lot of people opening up and open to these different realms of knowledge and wisdom. However, we're still kind of at the beginning of that shift. So I just, I always get so much satisfaction thinking, oh, like, you know, even if I'm like, okay, people, when they ask me what I do or whatever, and some people are like weird about it, even though I'm not telling, I only share when people ask, right? Yes. Me too. Um, I'm like, you know, it's okay because one day they will know. One day it will all make sense. And that's okay. If I have to look like the little spiritual weirdo for a bit, I'm fine with that. But it's such a gift to be able to do what we do and for us to be able to help others along the way waking up. It really is. And I actually had a moment this past weekend where, you know, I was at at work with my other musicians and everything. And we had a, a moment of you know, just kind of quiet before everyone came into the room and it was time to go on stage and things like that. And, you know, they were one of the musicians singers was asking me, he was like, Oh, what do you do? Like what, what's new in your life? And I just felt comfortable and confident enough to tell him about this. And my goodness, his response was like, Oh yeah, our souls are so much bigger. Oh yeah. Our energy and vibration, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, he's like already there too. Oh, what, like, what was I even in a way worried about? And then later that night, the same thing talking to the sound guy, I was like, Hey, you know, just telling him about our podcast and telling him about our channeling and mediumship channeling. And he was like, Oh, we should have talked about this before. I do like paranormal investigations. And we were just working with two. And I was like, please stop it. What is going on? This is fantastic. I'm so here for it. Isn't that so amazing? Yes. Uh, and you know what's funny is I, I noticed that because when I talk about this, I mean kind of like seeing through the vine, or what I don't know what the word is, like seeing through the veil and just understanding where we're at on earth within that shift. But I experience a lot of the same things you do. Now, a lot of the people that I connect with are randomly super into the stuff and super woke. Like I was helping this woman out that I met on Facebook with her dog and she comes to my house and she's a super nice lady. 
And she's like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm a channel. And I'm like, but it's going, you, know, you probably wouldn't understand. <laughs> you might not know what it is. So listen to episode two. I do channeling sessions all the time. Like all this stuff. She's like, I'm so open to that. That is so cool. And she's like in my parents' generation. And that's kind of the generation that's usually a little bit more closed off, especially the males. Um, I don't want to put that label, but I'm just, you know, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so funny. Like just, you know, so many people like reaching out to me, um, through friends of friends and just being like, Oh, like, you know, I've been sitting with myself a lot during COVID and I'm really interested in what you're doing. I saw your Instagram, like, can I book a session, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, awesome. Like people are just becoming, I don't know, like we're, we're just like magnets to each other. Right. With similar vibrations and like-minded ideas for our planet and our future and what we want to create together it just really draws alike souls together and I'm really starting to see that reflection in my reality now truly I feel like that place of COVID um kind of really isolating everyone from each other really closing everything down and now that everything is opened back up it's like our souls have opened even wider and bigger to receiving more of this love, information, growth. I mean, yeah, that's how I'm feeling about this too. It's so interesting. And I really do think it's because of these events that have been put before us, these learning experiences, right? That have been put on our path and we're either going to learn from them or we're either going to kind of stick to those old ways, dig in our heels and really, you know, and not, I I don't know, but, um, at least, yeah, the same thing that you're experiencing, I'm experiencing too, with all of the people around me that I did not expect at all Mm -hmm. to have any kind of connection with this. And then when they are, and they express their connection and their understanding and their perspective, I just absolutely love Mm -hmm. it. So Thank you, Madison, for bringing your session with the incredible Bashar to our episode. I learned so much and I'm so appreciative of you sharing all of this with us. And I hope our listeners have enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for giving me this platform to share. And yeah, I really hope that the questions and the answers really helped take a weight off of our listeners shoulders and that helps them navigate their reality in a little bit more of an uplifting way so that's just truly my intention with this podcast is to just have fun bring light and information to this podcast for all the beautiful people tuning into this so I hope it just did that and if you guys want to contact me if you have any more questions about the questions that I asked or you know just want to know some more information hit me up on Instagram Uh, you can hit me up on the Ascended Sisters Instagram or my own personal Instagram it's miss ms.madison spelled s-u-n and then moon so yeah you can always ask me questions there as well. I'm, I'm super happy to talk to any of you guys, truly. And Madison, what kind of readings have you been doing for people? Because I'll share mine after you have expressed yours. I have done uh, distant healing uh, with some individuals. So Samantha, 
will come through. It's still, a, it's channeled. It's a channeled reading. Um, and then she works with individuals because she knows what they need. I don't know what they need. Um, so I've done distance healing. I have done meditations with individuals. And then I've just done my uh, channeled readings. I have yet to do a channeled mediumship reading with a client. It's just been through our class, but I feel that coming in soon. So yeah, and I'm, I'm looking to expand more things. I want to start doing what I went to school for before the channeling for all the energy work. I want to start bringing that into sessions as well, because it's just so incredibly helpful. Like I'm going to go downstairs and do a healing session right after this. They are so juicy. You just feel like such damn rock star after oh my god sometimes you need like an eight hour nap but then when you wake up you're like we're good (laughs) so I've been doing um and my Instagram is at underscore Danielle Toronto and I've been doing actually a bunch of channeled mediumship readings which has been so interesting and amazing and uh, yes, has brought some serious healing. I just got some information today about one that I'm going to share on my Instagram. Um, you know, depends on when you hear this episode, but um, I'm sure we're going to be talking about it. And the in, the signs that they brought through their loved ones from the other side are still they are still decoding the messages, and they cannot wait to tell me what they have all been meaning and the messages that they've been getting since the reading. So those readings and then the channeled information that comes through after that really opens that up, that in a way, that portal, that doorway Mm -hmm. for even more messages. So yeah, if you're looking to receive more messages from your loved ones, book a session with us, either one of us or both. Hey, you know, Oh girl, you'd be supercharged. Um, because, because that really does open the doorway and solidify that connection even more for those messages to come through and for you to receive them. That's the other side. They're always sending messages, but are you ready to be receiving them? Mm, I think that's what the sessions are really helpful for. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Being on that frequency so that you can receive that message is of the utmost importance. So let us help you get there. (laughs) Yeah, we would love to connect with you and your loved ones on the other side, higher selves, unseen friends, um, everything just to raise your vibration. So again, also, and we'll put in the links to review us, please follow us on Apple music and Spotify. We are so happy to be doing this work and bringing this information through to you. And my goodness, now that we got that workbook, I'm, I'm ready for it in 2022. How about you, medicine? Freaking lutely. Oh my goodness. I have so many ideas already. I feel like us putting our minds together. Oh, this is so exciting. This is so good. I am so excited. And you guys, we seriously just love you so much. We thank you so much for coming back again. We have so much fun. We hope that you have fun listening to this. We are so excited. Next week is going to be the last episode of season one. Oh my God, we did it. We're ending off on 13, Danielle's power number. <laughs> and maybe we'll do a part two. Maybe we'll wrap it up on Madison's number 14, two. Love it. 
Come on, get you in there, girl. Yeah, Come we're on. We're gonna bring in some channeled messages. We're we're just gonna dive deep into what's been going on throughout this whole podcast, and we're so excited. So get ready for that, and don't worry, we will definitely be back for season two. Thanks again, everyone. We just love you. We love you to bits. Bye, babies. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. We are so blessed to share this space and time with you. If you would like to book a session with Danielle and I, or both of us with Samantha and Athena, please head over to our Instagram at The Ascended Sisters. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to the review section and give us a five-star review. And make sure to subscribe so that you can grow with our soul family each and every episode. We strongly believe in the power of threes, so we want you to take one moment right now and share this episode with three of your closest friends and family. Until next time, love yourself as much as you are loved.